Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind you to subscribe on any of your podcast apps, Spotify, uh, iTunes Podcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, whichever one, subscribe. Follow us on social media at the CZ Media Podcast, and then check out our sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos. Do you like tacos? Of course, come on. <laughs> Do you like, are you more of a burrito or a taco guy? A uh, taco. The, the the destruction of the burrito by including tons of rice in it is not one of my favorite additions. So definitely oh, tacos. Okay, okay. Did you read that King Jung Un's dad invented the burrito? <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> the burrito's only 30, 40 years old. He called it a wheat wrap. <laughs> I uh, posted that to the, I posted that to the show's uh, Instagram feed the other day, <laughs> and then I asked, "Do you, what do you think Kim Jong Un's favorite protein was? Like, did he like a good asada or a birria?" <laughs> I'm kind of thinking they don't have a whole lot of beef and the flesh of his enemies. <clears throat> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good uh, comedy horror right there, <laughs> Kim Jong Un. <laughs> And then at the, it's a super grotesque horror movie. And then at the end, they're serving it up in a burrito to him. That's funny. Uh, so check out, okay, we probably should not be talking about um, cannibalism. That's probably right? not why you're sponsored. Sorry, we love your tacos. And we know there's no human flesh no, in them. No, 100% beef and chicken and pork. Rancho <laughs> Bravo. Oh, man. See, this is beautiful. I don't edit. Vegetarian options? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Vegetarian tamales, vegetarian tacos. Yeah. So check them out. They're on Capitol Hill and in Wallingford. Those margaritas. Man, do you like margaritas? Yeah. Man, they have good margaritas. Re regular or frozen? Frozen. Okay. Yes. Those can be good, too. If you wait long enough, they <laughs> won't be frozen. <clears throat> uh, so check them out. And then I'm going to give myself another plug. If you are trying to sell a product online... You need a website. You need e-commerce. I can help you. I can build a website. I can teach you how to use it. I can teach you how to update your inventory. I can help you with all of that. I can help you make pictures for it so your stuff looks cool. CZ Media. Uh, go to carlos-zamora.com. And yeah, just let me know and I'll be glad to help you. So today I am speaking with my buddy Eric Mogert. <laughs> Did I say that correctly? No. <laughs> Man. More grit. More grit. Jeez. Nobody, you know, it's very rare that people get it right. You know, 
I hear your name. I've heard your name approximately <laughs> 200 <laughs> times in the past few weeks, but it's said so fast. And yeah. like, I, I, I seriously, seriously, I was listening to your show. And when you were being introduced, I, I did the 15 second back Mogert. 15 second back <laughs> Mogert. I'm like, I'm ready. So, okay. I failed. That's all right. Like I said, very rarely gets them correct. Mogret. Yeah, because it's only spelled M O G R E T. M O R G R E T. <laughs> See, English is my second language, Eric. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, before we get going, tell us tell us a little bit of who you are and why I think you're interesting that you would be on my show. That part I don't know, but I will <laughs> go with that. Uh, so, if if you've listened, regular listeners of the show will be familiar with Kelly Young, who's also our uh, who. Strange Eons Radio co-host with, you know, and we'll get Vanessa here, I'm sure, at some point. Why not? Because it's fun to be here. Exactly. And uh, the I do uh, filmmaker, audio engineer, uh, run, help run Crypticon, run the film festival for Crypticon and for the Issaquah International Film Festival, which is a city fest- festival, very different, let me tell you, than Ooh. doing a horror convention festival. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, just all kinds of media stuff. So, yep, everyone who has listened to the show knows that I've loved, my wife and I, Lori, have loved Crypticon for years. We've nice. been going, I was asking her the other day when the first time we went, and I don't remember the year, but I remember that it was ZombieCon. So we went to the last ZombieCon. Okay, so yeah, we were in the uh, hotel nearby. I forgot the name, like the, the Hilton, Lion. I think, the red, the next to... Well, it was the Hilton? Or the well, it's, they're actually owned by the same company now yeah. as the Double Tree. So, so we we went to the last ZombieCon, and then the following one was Crypticon. So, what's the like? How long ago was that? Do you? Oh, it was a long time ago. It, it was, was a long time ago. Eight or nine years ago. Yeah, that's what I wanted to something say. Something like that. Yeah, I wanted to say it was about eight years ago because the first time we went, the first couple times, it was only for a day. Sure. But then we kept on feeling completely like we're missing out because we couldn't go to the to the prom of the dead we sure. couldn't go to you know the, all of these other after hour uh, events that they had floor 13 floor 13 so then uh yeah i believe on the third year we started going for one night and then i don't know for like the last five years we've gone two nights like we stay there two nights we get there on a friday and then leave and when I told my friends about this, they first look at me really, really weird because it's like, you're going to SeaTac to spend the weekend in SeaTac? Well, technically, yes, but like, no, don't no. actually see any of the grand city of SeaTac. Uh, yeah, that's why we're at a hotel. Yeah, it's like it's a hotel. It's like I get to see some cool stuff. And one of the things that I've always enjoyed about Crypticon is the short film festival. Ah, great. Always. And, you know, it's. You presenting, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember you presenting and talk about it, talking about the the what you're gonna see, and then giving awards out at the at the end of one different times. Yeah, try to give it if the filmmakers there. Luckily, then we can present it to them, yeah. which is always the best option. But so it's like, man, not always there. Like, how cool is that? Like after experiencing Crypticon in that way for so long, that hey, I'm I have. Uh, I have the dude, the dude <laughs> who makes it happen here I on my show. I am the longest running person working 
on staff at Cryptagon. I've been there since year one. Man, so, and, and so what's year one? It's 14 years now. It's I think this will be the 14th or so 15th you're, year. You're committed. You're a lifer. That's a good word for it. <laughs> Should be committed. Yeah, man. Planning a convention is a pain in the ass. I bet. It's a lot of, the weekend's a lot of fun. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, you know, if you go to the big conventions, you know, you get to do the autographs, of course, but you're also generally standing in a very long line. Yeah. And if the person's really nice, they'll say a sentence or two and then you're moving on. Right. If they're not, sometimes they don't even look up. They just sign. Nope, they and just sign. Pass and- on. At Crypticon, we're, we're small enough that you really get to meet people. Yeah. Like um, Doug Jones, who's one one of our favorite guests over the year, because he'll hug people and he's really um, maybe not now, but for years <laughs> <Responsibly>. he did. <laughs> but um, they're all so friendly. Yeah, we, we haven't really had any guests where I go, "She's no matter what, we're never having them back again." Nope, they've all been really nice and really good. So it's it's a lot of fun. The vendor, I I don't. I can say this because I have nothing to do with putting the vendor room together. Yeah. I love the vendor room, man. man. (laughs) You know, even though the vendor room is a hotel conference room, so it's not like we're talking about a stadium, but I can spend hours just walking up and down these aisles, looking at everything's art, looking at everyone's art, looking at what they have to offer, what they're wanting to share the, you know, because people love talking about what they dig and they love sharing. So you can, go meet an author of a book and it's right there Yeah, and you can pick it up. I mean, you can, and as you can see by my office, a lot of this <laughs> stuff has come from Crypticon. My, yeah, I met my two, my, my, one of my favorite dudes, Tom Savini. Oh, okay. Doug that would have been, been, sorry. That would have been probably zombie con. No. Did Savini make it to Crypticon? I thought he kept canceling on us. Anyways. And <laughs> Sid. Sid Hagen. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. He's, he was he was actually the highlight of year one. The first year Crypticon ran. Uh, I think I think Savini is probably ZombieCon, but that's okay. But uh, <laughs> it's been enough years that, it, you know, and they and we were at the same hotel at that okay. time. But uh, Sid Haig was running for president the first year. <laughs> and the highlight of that first year of the convention was his political speech. I mean, he, he gave a real speech, a real speech, and it was really good. Did she mention um, Foxy Brown in the, did he pen mention Pam Greer at all? In I don't think he was did, she in but, line for secretary of state. <laughs> that would have been good, but I don't remember that. I just remember that being one of the great highlights. He's man, he was so cool. Yeah, he was super cool. It's like one of the coolest pictures my wife has is her looking petrified next to him making a scary face. <laughs> Excellent. And yeah, it was super cool. So we have him, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, Mosley, Mosley. Yeah. Bill Mosley. Yeah. yeah Bill Mosley. He's going to be back again. I think maybe I shouldn't say that. I think he's supposed to be back again this year. That's cool. Yeah. I've got that a is super cool. I'm not sure about official announcements sometimes, Uh-oh. but I believe he's, you heard to it be here back. for first. <laughs> oh, okay. Either that or it was announced last October. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, the Jason, the new Jason, the new uh, Michael Myers. I met uh, Pinhead. I have his over here. Yeah, Doug Bradley, yeah. Doug, yeah. And it's not like I just went and said, hey, sign this. And they, like you said, they brushed me out. Like, I, we had, I don't know, I think three to five minute is a, that's a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And they were super digging in. Although, uh, like, I don't want to. 
I don't want to be the person who That's reigns okay. on. There's only one person who was not cool. It happens. Matthew Lillard. Really? Man, yeah. he was loved by most of the people there. Must have, you got him on a down uh, note or something. He was not super cool. <laughs> That's wild. And uh, But it was all right. I mean, he just walked away. Then You know, it was fine. I, I did, <laughs> didn't hurt my feelings, Matthew Lillard, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, had so Crypticon, everyone needs to check out Crypticon because it's it's great. People dress up. Mm-hmm. Um, they they enjoy it. They have fun, and it's uh, it's it's a great great time. They have we mentioned the thirteenth floor. Yeah. So there's parties at various rooms on the thirteenth floor. Mm-hmm. It used to be where they would give the drinks away for free, which then they couldn't do that. Anymore. Yeah, that's the the alcohol. <laughs> we got in trouble with the state. Oh, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got. I mean, it's not top shelf <laughs> stuff, but. There was like I may have been mega uber hammered <laughs> lots of times. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of that on the on the thirteenth floor. Yeah, there. it's it's just a good time. So you definitely check it out. What is it? CryptoconSeattle.com. Yep. Yeah, CryptoconSeattle.com. Um, they they didn't have it last year, but they did. Yeah, they we, didn't have it twenty nineteen. Right. They had it twenty twenty. It was still really really good. Um. So definitely check it out. So the reason I wanted to talk to Eric is because my love of these short films. Uh, and he's a yes. dude who it's like he 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 knows all about this stuff. And I've had so many conversations with they're probably alcohol induced of <laughs> man, I could do that. Sure, sure. And I think in a past life I was a director. Cause I like telling sure. people what to do. <laughs> Number one, I'm okay with telling people what to do, <laughs> right? But I have these wacky stories in my head, and I feel that I could possibly make them come true. So I thought nice. I would have Eric on to just give a little bit of insight of because he's a filmmaker. He's made shorts. He's made a feature film. Which holy smokes, that was an experience. <laughs> That's an awesome experience. Actually. I, I man, either either you are happy now, or you would have been on an episode of a true crime show. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching like one of these true crime shows, and it was this filmmaker who, oh, shit. <laughs> who didn't have funding for his movie, so he's he killed his partner's wife for the inheritance, Holy for Jesus. the for the insurance payout, so that they could finish their movie. Wow. <laughs> Kickstarter, buddy, come on. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so I thought we, he would we would come on, talk a little bit about, about movies, talk a little bit about how you make a movie. Sure. And then how to get it submitted. And I mean, obviously, there's tons of oh, I mean, it can be as simple as just make it. Like I've sure. asked people, how do you do this? And they're like, you just do it, which is not a satisfying. Yeah, answer. that's yeah, that's, you know, it's a, it, there's a certain amount of that. Yeah. And there's also a lot of. There's a lot of footwork if you want to make right, it good. Right. So let's just start with the with the shorts. Sure. So how many categories are there in the film festivals that you that you do for Crypticon? Well, Crypticon is pretty much just horror or WTF films. We don't really have a because we'll show anything in that range of horror, which so that's giant. You know, show anything from real quiet horror films to insanely bloody. I think, you know, shorts, uh, quiet features are tough at a convention because yeah. there's a lot going on sitting for 90 minutes for a quiet film. Can right. Be a little rough, 
but uh, for a 10 minute short, it can be really powerful and really, really good. Uh, so the category for us is fairly limited, but it, you know, as far as general short filmmaking, it can be whatever that you want. Mm. If you go right now, the king of film submissions is a company called Film Freeway. Okay. Uh, the the warning I'll give on Film Freeway is it has no gatekeeper, as it were. Oh. It used to be <laughs> there was a company called Without a Box that you had to spend five hundred dollars to join. So with no fee entry, you want to be careful, right? At who you're submitting to. <laughs> it's a bunch uh, of movie shot on phones. Well, yeah. Know what? Know what kind of a festival you are. You know, don't oh, get okay. in. There's a lot of festivals that are are shady and are you know, like pay to win an award kind of things. Oh, there's a lot so of. You're talking about yes. good old fashioned scams. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. There's a lot of them. And uh, the, so you just want to be careful. I mean, I mean, I make no bones about it. We are in a convention, mm. so we're not in a theater. Yeah. We are in a, a conference room kind of thing, but we do our best to set up a nice screen and have good sound and make it fun and entertaining. It's something that for, at a convention, to me, a film festival, that's why we run almost constantly. Mm. We run from Friday at about six until three or four on Sundays usually. Yeah. And well, we don't run in the middle of the night all the time. Used to. But um, like so, with the feature, right? They used to show a feature yeah. at late at night. So if you get bored at the convention, you just want to take a, a, t- a moment off, you can just pop into that room at any time and watch a, a short or two. Or, yeah. or if it's a good movie, you stay for a while. But that, So it's a different mentality than running one in theater. Because before I did uh, Crypticon, I did the Maelstrom International Fantastic Film Festival. That's which, a lot of words. Yeah, myth. What is Maelstrom? Uh, Maelstrom Productions is the film f- company that Kelly and I started for, for probably in the 90s. Who? Yeah, Kelly. Kelly, yeah. you heard of this guy? And it's, uh, so the Maelstrom was sort of an offshoot of that. It was involved. We're, we're, we're transferring a little bit Maelstrom and Strange Eons. But um, that was a horror, fantasy, action, anime, sci-fi festival. Okay. And that was actually one of the SIF theaters. That was a lot of fun. Um, but so I've been watching shorts for <laughs> so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably can't even remember most of them. Yeah. Yeah. The way I kind of look at it is you can pop on YouTube and watch shorts all day long. There's always hundreds of them, thousands of them. I watched the um, Amuleto. Mm, I don't know if I know that one. It's a YouTube channel. That's all they do is show oh, shorts. Okay, yeah. And there's some really good ones. Yeah. The, other, the thing, though, is curated ones where somebody's already done the hard work of saying if they're good or not can help probably a little <laughs> actually this morning i saw one this morning i woke up at mm, you might be disgusted by this <laughs> i woke up at about nine <laughs> and then uh, i turned on youtube and i subscribed to this youtube channel mm-hmm. and the caption was um the caption was like crummy peas <laughs> or like cr- cringy peas or something. Okay. And it was a nine minute short about a YouTube personality who did a, I will only eat peas challenge, but it was his descent into madness. Cause all he <laughs> ate was peas. <laughs> so that's what I watched at nine 30 in the morning. Okay, sure. Why not? What the hell? <laughs> so, I mean, it, I think more people should watch shorts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. They're great, even though some of them are not great. But <laughs> they're, they're, 
how I look at it is it's really tough for me to say that a short is horrible. Yeah. But I'm coming from a layman who hasn't made anything, who hasn't really put their whole being into sure. making something. Sure. I look at it more as in kudos to this person who was who not only was so determined to get this done yeah. that he convinced a crew to mm-hmm. help him get it done. Yeah. And these I'm pretty sure for most of these, they're not getting paid. This oh, is a yeah, volunteer. This is voluntary. This is just, hey, I want to help you make mm-hmm. your vision come true. That is yeah. pretty impressive. The hardest part of doing the hardest part, without exception, of doing film festivals is notification day. Mm-hmm. When I have to send out, because just by nature, you're going to send out more no's than yeses. Right. You know, it's just the way it works. And the ones that kill me the most are shorts or films that you watch and you can feel the passion almost, but it's just not good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that is so hard. He's like, man, I want to, I want this person to go on and make more stuff because there's so much passion here that I think they're going to really make some good stuff. Uh, When I first started watching this years ago, it was really hard. Oh my God. Just terrible. The quality though has improved overall exceptionally. Do you think more based off of better technology? Like it's just easier to make better stuff? I would think so, yeah. Because you, I mean, when I, Kelly and I first started making shorts and <laughs> long, long ago, you know, you had to probably rent a camera. Yeah. I mean, video was still usable. It wasn't a, as bad looked on it as it was like in the, for a while. But it was there, it was usable, but it's still very high-end equipment mm. to get a mediocre shot. And now you can shoot 4K on your friggin' phone. On your phone. <laughs> and, and it's, there's some compression things and stuff as opposed to what you get out of a red or a black. Yeah. Um, but it's still plenty exactly. good enough to be projected. Right. That, you know, your phone and a $100 road shotgun mic. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just it's like, there you go. Like, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's all you need. And, you know, I'm, I don't know if this makes me a snob or not. <laughs> Actually, it makes me a, a dopey snob. Oh, okay. Because I make videos that mean nothing. Like they showcase tacos or sneakers or sure. gyms. And I will not shoot on my phone. I won't shoot on my what, phone. What do you shoot on? Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my uh, old phone. <laughs> no, I have a, a Sony AS, a, a, an A7RS3. Okay, yeah. An A7RS3. I, there's I just, so many anymore. I don't know all the names, but Sony's just, pretty good. I just switched to Sony. Yeah. I was a Panasonic guy for a really long time, so mm-hmm. I had the G5. Yeah. But now it's the A7S3. Yeah. They just came out with the new one. But, I mean, it. so this is this camera shoots at such high a bit rate that I don't have memory cards that can, I mean, I have to pay 200 bucks for a 32 gig memory card to use the most from this camera, (laughs) which I just haven't done yet. So I'm still shooting. uh, Actually, I'm just still shooting just in 1080. Honestly, if you're, unless you're doing a lot of effects and you need, you need to do strong digital images and effect work stuff, 1080 is plenty good. Yeah, it is. Or if you feel like pushing it up to 4K now is fairly usable. 
but and yeah, unless you're doing a theatrical re- release where mm. you're sending your movie to AMC or something, I don't yeah. think you need eight eight K. This is where it makes me a a un uh, ill guided snob. Is that the word? <laughs> sure, why not? It's like there's no reason. <laughs> there is no reason. I mean, I take a lot of pictures, so it's actually that's not even true either. That's not even like. <laughs> It's so funny because I belong to a few Facebook groups of photographers and it is amazing to me about how many new photographers are coming on the scene every week. Yeah. And all of these photography content producers, all they're doing is rehashing the exposure triangle. Oh, yeah. And what, you know, shutter versus aperture and know your ISO and the sunny 16 rule. Like they're they're making... They're making a living off of talking about the same photography basics, principles. Sure. For, for <laughs> it's just nuts to me. That's what a lot of people need to know or yeah, want I to know. know or whatever. I did hear a thing. I was also watching a YouTube video by a photographer, but he was talking about he did um, research. I mean, he's a, a big guy. He's got like 6 million followers mm. or something. So he did a survey on... Uh, the effects people use. Hmm. And he found out even among the photographers listening to him, a whole lot of people just take the picture and are done. Yeah. They don't do anything with it in posts. It's like, why not? <laughs> you know, make it look as good as it can. I mean, I know there's this whole purity thing is like, if you can take a picture good enough for an art book without doing any post good on you, that's awesome. But yeah. I don't have a problem with the idea of no, I need my your blues. To be just right. <laughs> I go with black. Black's the... The blacks? Yeah. You the, can't, your blacks can't be washed out. They right. have to be true blacks. Uh, yeah. Or, or close to it. Yeah. So those uh, Instagram filters where everyone was just washing out their blacks just drove you bonkers. Not my favorite option. <laughs> and that's because I was... That was I was watching. I don't know if it was a short or if it was just something I was watching on Netflix or something, but that's becoming a thing. Mm. Like the movie was had this weird filter through the whole thing. Yeah. Going, why, why do you want your movie to look dull? <laughs> like an Instagram Because <laughs> the, the kids think it's cool. Because it gets likes. That's yeah, why. Yeah, there you go. It's like, no, the first thing I do is crank up that contrast. Yeah. Let's get stuff. Color. A little bit, yeah, it's color. Um, I shoot a lot of film photography. Oh, okay. Um, like like that's 35. one of my buttes right there, that Pentax oh, 6.7. Yeah. <laughs> that can takes good pictures. It could also bludgeon someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like that image right up there of the Mexican uh, Goodfellas is a <laughs> film image. Oh, nice. Uh, and I, I take way more. Well, uh, uh, this is a dumb statement, but I take way more care in my exposure. Sure. Oh, on, yeah. on a, with, with a film image. Yeah. A little bit as of it because film is freaking expensive. Yeah. Now, I grew up with my dad was a photo enthusiast our basement had a black or a uh, dark room dark room nice and which he built into the basement it was yeah. pretty See, nice I want that. and yeah so he was he's had he had gallery displays he had a couple of gallery shows and uh so yeah i i love that stuff it's not anything i got into as much yeah but uh there's an appreciation for oh, it hell yeah ansel adams and all that stuff at that yeah, time have, well here's here i will Show you my other nerd photography nerd stuff. My Hellman Newton. Are you familiar with him? Oh. 
cool. <laughs> and actually, from listening to your show, you're this is another reason that I dig you a whole ton is you're the only one who's mentioned Maplethorpe. Hey, I, was say, I just saw that yeah. before you said that. Yeah, that guy was big Man. controversy in the late well, 80s. So I love Robert Maplethorpe. Yeah. I think he is such a, he is a, I mean, I have, I like Annie Leibovitz mostly because I met her. Oh, And nice. I like Helmut Newton because, come on, he put a saddle on a chick in this French, <laughs> in this fancy French chalet looking <laughs> right. room. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> And then, of course, you have to dig like Henri Berson. You just have to love him. And then Ansel Adams. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to dig all of those. Um, But but Maplethorpe is the the um, from him putting a whip in his butt to then being able to take the most beautiful picture of an orchid. With the most amazing shadow contrasting the whole image, yeah, man, that's I think that that that's that, were, that's beauty right were there. Were you the guy who corrected me on Piss Christ? No, okay. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's a it's an image about that same period. I thought it was Roberts, but it's not. Oh, uh, it's an image of a uh, crucifix in Europe. Oh no, that's some that's a Spanish artist. Okay, and it's there it was one of the big controversy at the same time. Yeah, that no, that Maple dude is Thorpe way younger. Was. My Maplethorpe had, was dead well before mm-hmm. this other dude. Um, you mentioned Supreme because I have these Supreme chairs. So Supreme oh, yeah. is a urban fashion brand that started in New York in the late nineties. Okay, and about ten years ago, they did a collaboration with that artist, and they mm-hmm. put that image of the crucifix in urine mm-hmm. on a T-shirt. <laughs> Actually, he did a he did a couple different religious, yeah, yeah, he did rel- several whatever, and they put them on these t shirts. And I've been on the hunt for them. Nice, they're hard to come by and they're expensive, but I do I do want one. Yeah, um, and even though I am religious, but I'm able to s- s- compartmentalize. Yeah, between what what the dude, the dude was just trying to ruffle feathers sure so in my brain that doesn't really mean anything and realistically speaking it's a fantastic photograph i mean it you don't if you if you were worried about what it was you wouldn't know no you wouldn't you like know. you had to know what it was yeah yeah just like oh is that amber what is that, yeah. is that amber? <laughs> is there a crucifix when dinosaurs were around and got encased <laughs> is this a fossil <laughs> There you go. There's some proof. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love Maplethorpe. It's uh, even his even his celebrity portraits. They're just so basic. I I mean, I have Maplethorpe's camera. I've tried to set up Maplethorpe's lighting setup. I oh, wow. I've bought Maplethorpe's uh developer at mm-hmm. least as close as you can get to it cuz they don't they don't make it anymore. Yeah. Um and you know, the way that he, those photographers would use to soften up images where he would put pantyhose in front of right. the lens and then just stretch it and it would get a lot it would get a soft it would soften the image oh yeah yeah like i've i've tried a lot of this stuff and it's just impossible like i'm i'm a moron <laughs> i am i am not even close like i took i love orchids i know that's kind of weird but mm. i have a bunch of actually one of the my best things i've done in the last three years is kept two orchids alive for a year and a half now, that's pretty good yeah, it took a long time. Well, anyway, it took a year and a half. 
<laughs> and there's yeah, they're still still alive. Uh, and I've done, I've spent three hundred bucks on film taking pictures of plants <laughs> that no one has ever seen. But I just enjoy it. I just enjoy it. And so, did you see the the short? The, I'm not the short. Did you see his his <laughs> his movie? No, I haven't. They made a like movie a documentary about, about it. No, a real movie. Oh, okay. It's with um, the dude who. What's his name? He was in the. He played. What's the scientist's name? Who's in a wheelchair? <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Oh, okay. He played Stephen Hawking before the, the disease really took him. Oh, okay. And he was in that other movie about the scientist who went up in the hot air balloon. What's his name? Timothy Redgrave. Oh, okay. Is that yeah. his name? There's that is an actor. He also <laughs> he also played like the one of the first transgender people. Okay. The, uh, that was some other art housing movie. <laughs> well, anyway, it was. I think it was him. It would be funny if it wasn't him. It might have been him. No, it was good. It was good. It it focused on him uh, on Maplethorpe. So Maplethorpe was a famous for. Well, he wasn't famous until the early mid eighties when he was already passing away, but he was all about, actually you can, it's this metal thing. We'll take a little equipment break. Which way does it go? Lefty, loosey, righty, tighty. (laughs) For me, it's like, I'm going the other direction here. There you go. There we go. Now you can lift it up. That's so funny. I saw this commercial about people always still needing to say right, lefty, loosey, righty, tighty. <laughs> yes. I like, usually do, but you know. It's like it's only Archimedes only discovered lefty, loosey, righty, tighty a couple millennia ago. People still have to see it. <laughs> there we go. It's getting oh, you know what? crouchy. <laughs> I forgot to say this. Hmm. I forgot to say this when we first started the show. You've okay. already committed a fateful error <laughs> in just accepting my invitation to be on the show. <laughs> this is where many people have gone awry. Oh, gotta go. Because <laughs> <laughs> supposedly I don't have, I'm mean and I'm annoying. <laughs> so, yeah, so he was just, he was, uh, he was, when people say good old New York, when mm. people say I like that gritty New yeah, York, yeah. this is where he made his best work and made no money. And it wasn't until later that he started making money. But if I mean, it's not for kids. definitely. <laughs> no, no, that's true. It's not. It's pretty harsh stuff. It's uh, he was big into these gay clubs and mm-hmm. like he would go into. Like BDBS, what is it? BDSM. BDSM yeah, sure. gay clubs in New York back in the early mid seventies when ah uh, pre like mega pre debauchery. And stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just made really powerful images. But again, what just draws me to it is that it, these are film images, right? And he was taking them in super dark places, and it is hard to take a film image in a dark place Can't get the right get that film get that what is it high speed yeah, whatever it super is high speed yeah. it would be like way more than 3200 hold still and then uh <laughs> like in the documentary that i've seen the developer that he the person who developed his film yeah, okay 
that's all he did was develop film. And he would say, yeah, Robert would just give me rolls of film and say, I need these done by morning. And I'm exhausted after a 12 hour day. And he would just give me three lines of Coke and that would just <laughs> fuel me through. <laughs> but it's like, that's pretty cool. Being oh, the seventies. Mega. <laughs> I was going to offer you some Coke. Would you? No, no I'm good. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So backtrack back to these shorts. Oh, so sure, there's yeah. tons of them. Yeah. Um, and again, when, you know, when you're watching something, when you're watching a short, the way that I do, like, I don't, the, as just a viewer, it's more of right. the love that someone has for their story. And then that is super, cause I can't talk anyone to do anything <laughs> <laughs> like that's pretty impressive that you can have three or four fellow people. Mm -hmm. Um, but what would you say is like, if someone has an idea, like I yeah. have, I've pitched ideas and um, that dude you mentioned earlier, he laughed at one of them. <laughs> that dude I mentioned earlier. Yeah, Kelly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but he didn't laugh at the other. So it's like, what is the first step to doing it? Like when you made yours, when you made your, how many shorts have you made? I'm not sure. Uh, the first step is get a good script. But how do you mm. know you have one? What do you mean you're not sure? Because you made that many? Or there's been ones that we've made that can't quite get finished. There's a lot. Yeah, I don't oh, know okay. how many shorts I made. So what was the very, very first one? Uh, music video. Well, I went to the now defunct Art Institute of Seattle. Yeah. Uh, so I did some videos there, of course. But um, the I'm talking about like a, something that, like a short that's you, not like a this was put right. on me. Well, music videos, the well, the ones Kelly and I did for uh, Nightshade in the early nineties. But would 90s. you call those shorts? Sure. Yeah, because we did. We were telling a story with this one, this, oh, okay. uh, vampire-based kind of thing, and so there was a story involved. It was supposed to be, I think, three videos, but per usual with things like that, we ended up with one. But uh, that was probably the first one, and then there's <clears throat> other stuff we shot, like this one called Driving Dead, which I don't think ever really got finished. And uh, just a variety of stuff. So where where does where are these living now? A bunch of uh, well, there's a couple of them at Strange Eons Radio, uh, Strange Eons Television, on YouTube. Hmm. We've got a couple of Vanessa's films, uh, Heart, which won the first ever best short film at MIF, hmm. which is where we met. And then um, it's got the Shunt House from me, me and Kelly, and the um, Package, and the the shunned house is weird, man. We have a uh, Facebook page for it too, which we do nothing with shunned house. But, yeah, but every week it gets like two or three new likes. I'm like, what? who's watching? I mean, we haven't posted anything on it. I think I posted, "Come listen to us." It's Change Yan's radio on it. But other than that, we haven't done anything with it. But people are discovering and liking it, so that's cool. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can see a couple of them. And we've got a a, a rework of one that we're. We shot in the early 90s that we're re-editing. Um, it's a documentary, re-editing and getting some new interviews so we can release that. That is super cool. Mm -hmm. How am I going to be involved in this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, well there's, a, there's a short film we're working on, you know. The, the, you are, like right now? The dream, when, I, when we did the, I think it was the Q&A episode. And Kelly mentioned, uh, asked what somebody asked what our dream projects were. Yeah. And I mentioned a script that Kelly wrote called Cossack, which is phenomenal. It's just, I just loved this script. Hmm. 
So we're working on a, a short version of that. And what you do is you get your script. And then what you do, what you do once you've decided you've got a good script, and you can decide that however you want to. You know, if you think it's good and you want to go forward with it, you know, give it a shot. Yeah. Maybe it's good. Or because there's only so much you can put into other people's opinion. Yeah. Or you find people you trust. You know, that that is the I, and I've been given many scripts over the years. And there's two kinds of filmmakers that give me a script. Ones that want honest opinions. Yeah. And ones that want me to tell them, well, you know, this would be better if you just change this one line. Um, because they don't want me to say, you know, your second act doesn't work. Your your hero uh, is now your villain. And so they want half of, truth. Right. And so you want to be careful with that. But if you find somebody you know is going to be honest with you, give them a script, see what they think. Um, and once you've just done some rewrites, cause you should always right. do rewrites. <laughs> and then, uh, you take that script and you do what's called a breakdown of script. And when you're breaking down a script, you, you sit it down. I love doing breakdowns. I, it's so much fun. And you sit down with a bunch of colored pencils yeah. or if you have final draft, you can do it now digitally, of course. And like, um, trying to remember what the colors because there's actually set color schemes like i think all speaking parts are are red yeah and uh props are blue or something and you go through the script and you find every single element every hairstyle every outfit somebody wears every special effect every stunt every tiny item that you need to provide to make that happen Mm. and once you put that together you you get down get out onto breakdown sheets and a breakdown sheet is uh a piece of paper that's got a bunch of co- a bunch of squares on it, and each square represents one of those color groups. Right, and it's for individual. Each breakdown sheet is a scene, and for whatever element that scene needs, you plug in those items. So you know, okay, and this day we're shooting these scenes, so we need all these elements, and that's. And then, then if you you know you want to try to raise money, if you want, you don't have to anymore. You know, a lot of people don't, but uh, that's nice. <laughs> it's yeah. nice to have Something some to budget, <clears throat> so you can buy a prop you might want, or uh, should always provide some kind of food or drink if you if for you, your cats. Yeah, the so only they don't time pass we, out from dehydration. Yeah, exactly. The only time <laughs> we really didn't do much of that was when we shot the package because that was a three hour shoot. So. <laughs> So we didn't, you know, I was like, yeah. Where's well, the, is this posted somewhere? Yeah, that's on Strange Ants television. So like a two and a half minute short. See, that is so cool. So you're saying you guys, there's one right now in the works mm-hmm. that you want to do. Yeah. Man, my boy's holding out on me. That's whack. It depends on when you talk to him. Well, he was near death not that long ago. <laughs> it was really touch and go. So, you know, I figure the more I talk about it, the more trouble I get myself in to make sure we actually have to do this to and do get it right. done. I know. See, that's why I don't say anything. Like, I'm, I'm well, okay, I'm going to ruin it because now it's like, <laughs> any, <laughs> like I don't tell people I'm going to lose weight. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, know, I just blew it. <laughs> so then, so then as you're going through this, do you just have to take inventory of your the friends that you have and the mm-hmm. abilities that they have? And it's like, all right, this dude has. Yep. This yeah, there's, has this. It's like there's an actor, uh, J.D. Lloyd, who I think has been in everything we've done almost. Mm. I mean, well, not. The Do you guys need a fat videos. Mexican? Uh, well, not for the next one, because it's like one character. So. Oh. <laughs> you can't like deliver tacos or anything. 
I'll supply tacos. <laughs> well, okay. I'll bring them. I'll bring them myself. Let's see. Well, I've been really lucky. My father-in-law is really interested in this stuff, and he loves cooking for people. Mm. And so usually, you you know, low, no low to no budget movies, you're eating sandwiches or pizzas, yeah. which you know, is fine. I don't have a problem with that. But he's coming in making brisket and nice. salmon and all this really good stuff. It's like, oh. Okay, if we shoot again, I hope you're still available. <laughs> Man, you have to need like a landscaper or something. <laughs> I'm tight captain. I'm tight casting yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the fatal error you made, Eric. <laughs> well, the whole this particular short is that one basically one character inside his own apartment. So you know mm. you're not is hitting he any peas? of the right things. No peas. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because even this dude had peas delivered. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so then you've made your short. Yeah. So you've, you know, the, you, you've, you've, you've made it, you shot it, you've edited it. Then what? So you have this. Before file. we leave editing, I'm going to give a little note. Do sound well. Yeah. I don't care how good your movie looks. It could be the most gorgeous shot short ever seen. If it sounds like shit, nobody cares. Yeah. Because your your eyes are very forgiving. Your short can look okay, but if it sounds great, it's going to be it's going to have a better chance. Right. But if it looks great and sounds terrible, you're in trouble. Your brain doesn't Your brain does better image processing yeah. versus auditory yep. processing. So after you've gotten your picture and sound, good. <laughs> uh, fun part can happen. Then, you know, you do casting crew, crew screening. So you get to show everybody that. And everybody always loves their own <laughs> stuff. So that's always fun. Uh, then, if I, like I was saying now, you'd want to look at some, do some research on the kind of festivals you want to be at. Don't just apply to everything you possibly can. Unless, you know, you've got a whole lot of money mm. and you just want to, you just want to, have your film at hundreds of film festivals, you can certainly do that. But there's an entry fee to these, right? Yeah, usually. Some aren't, but most are. I originally... Like, are we talking... What, like, what kind of investment are we talking to? Like, hundreds of bucks per festival, or...? Well, if you're... If you actually think you're going to get into Sundance, yes. Yeah. The high-end festivals can be hundreds of dollars, submission fees. And I'm going to tell you, you're probably not going to get in it, even if you're fantastic. But uh, if you want to try, hey, give it a try. You never know. But find the find films you've really liked. And if they've had a festival run, find out what festivals they were in. Mm. And submit to the festivals that they're there. Like we've got this. One of the things I do for Crypticon is if you've been in the festival, you don't pay submission fees anymore. For the rest of for every film you make after that first one. Oh, Contact me. I'll give you a waiver fee. And once we've screened one of your films, my thinking is we probably think you're a pretty good filmmaker. Right. If you get in. So, so let's, let's uh, see what you got. So, I mean, you don't have to give. And I'm sorry, I'm looking at my phone now, but I'm uh-huh. looking for this particular film festival to see if you've heard of it. It's the uh, <laughs> odds the por- are not high. There's so many of them. But the porn the festival. Uh, oh, the local one. Dan Savage. Uh, oh, shit. What's it called? Humpfest. Yeah. Humpfest. Yeah. That's put on by. Um, um, the Stranger. Yeah. Well, they're one of the sponsors. They have a bunch of festivals now. They think they have like three or four. <laughs> I've gone to like three of them. Oh, have you? Yeah. I, I 
I have not. Sorry, my porn's not your thing. Pump fest. <laughs> You're not a frequent consumer of porn. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will say. Okay, here I'm deviating to myself now, which I'm being mm-hmm, rude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will say that Humfest had the same. I mean, if I call it a problem, it would be problematic. But they've had the same evolution as the Seattle Erotic Art Festival, where um, I submitted artwork to the Seattle Erotic Film Festival and I got accepted. Oh, cool. So they did. I had my. I had a little installation there. And that festival, which was just art, was pretty spread out. It was they had lots of genres. Oh, okay. It wasn't just focused on one thing. Mm -hmm. It 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 was really there was like true eroticism on one uh, on 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 it, and that covered various you know types of it. Sure, but it was you know it was well rounded. But subsequent (laughs) festivals were not. They were pretty focused in one area, and it was just porn at that point. Oh, okay, yeah. Like there wasn't anything. It's like there wasn't anything technical about yeah, anything yeah. that they were doing. It was like let's just make the craziest image that we think we can make, even though it's really not the craziest image. Like I could think of like some mega crazy <laughs> images, but it was the same thing with Humfest, where the first one that we went to, <clears throat> it was interesting. Like the ones that they did were fun, short, uh, funny. Okay, yeah. And then just subsequently, it's just all turned to boring, boring mm-hmm. porn. Let's just make, let's just do. It's all of them were WTF. <laughs> like all of them were, yeah. and it seems like it kind of lost what it kind of like. I even wrote like I really wanted to make one. And I wrote, when I say I wrote a script, I basically just jotted down like three paragraphs of what my story is. I don't know how to write a script. Right. But I even wrote one, which was which like it was this uh, airport hotel bathroom encounter with with (laughs) this airport bathroom encounter, which was kind of cool. Like there was this funny little. This is like a red, like it was like matrixy because it's like a red dress and uh, like it was like the key thing nice. throughout the whole. Th- well, anyway, <laughs> but it's it, it, now it's it's just not like that. And then today I saw the little preview for what's coming up for this year's festival, and it's all it's all the same. Nah, it's too bad. It's all <laughs> it's all it's all dudes dressed up like My Little Ponies. Oh, okay, sure, sure. And it's like, okay. Get the bronies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's like, yeah. that's not, but with, but I get it, right? Because it's already shock because they're, because that's what it is. It's porn. Sure. So I think though, do, I think that they're just relying a little bit too much on the shock versus of actually telling the story. <laughs> it's like, even, you kind of still want to tell one. Yep, yep. I'm a little surprised that in all the years we've only had one what I would call hardcore video submitted. Oh. And it wasn't, I mean, I, I, I try, there's a very little discretion on what is shown at Crypticon, but there is a line. We are open theater. Right. Anybody can walk in at any time. Yeah. So I, I wasn't going to show this one, but luckily it wasn't a battle going, should I show this or not? Because it wasn't any good. 
But then so it was just like, whoa. <laughs> like, what did, did it show the naughty bits? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was to completion, shall we say. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, yeah, no, I'm, there's, there's, there's just this. Yeah, I, I've shown some, we've had some pretty extreme stuff. Hell, I had a Serbian film at MIF, but at Crypticon, I've got a, you know, a little more discretion just because. I saw a Serbian film. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was, it was harder to find it mm. th- than the wackiness. It's like I, I don't know. I didn't think it was especially wacky. Was it wacky? It's pretty grim. Depends on you know I mean, what. You, okay, then you just goes to show the, how whacked I am. <laughs> we were talking it, earlier how, as a little kid, I witnessed this turtle getting its <laughs> shell bashed in. Right. And then I just remember thinking of, I didn't remember feeling sorry for the turtle. I mostly felt confusion about the person who did it. Right. Versus, you know. The act itself. The act itself. Yeah. Now that was when, well, when that was out screening, there were, uh, I think it was Stegis, the guy who run, or or another festival in Spain where somebody was prosecuted for showing it. Yeah. And there's a guy in (laughs) London that was in trouble getting that, like. Sure. That is all Let's crazy. <laughs> That's all crazy to me. Don't you do you think that what do you think about that? About these countries that want to get all high and mighty moral and say, nope, we will not show this in yeah. our country. They I all don't get it. We all all the countries do it. It's just how how the way the how do you go about doing it? Well, it's like my buddy, yeah. one of my best buddies is Mormon. Mm-hmm. And he will not watch a rated R movie. And then I told I I asked him one day. I said, "Do you know what constitutes a rated R movie? Like who decides it's rated R?" Right. He's like, "No." I said, "Why don't you probably learn that? Because it is like no one knows. Okay, maybe no well, one knows. No, but, no, you, but it's you know. yeah. it's completely arbitrary. It's if you say the f word, but how many times and in how you said it, it like there's it doesn't really R doesn't really mean." Right. What you think it means, probably. Probably not. Yeah. There, well, there was a, a cottage industry there for a little while in the mid-90s. One of them was called Clean Fix. Did you mm-hmm. hear about that? Yeah. Clean Flicks. Well, they were, were they in a, they, were they mentioned in the documentary about the MPA? Is it the MPA? MPAA. The, yeah. Uh, not yet rated, I think it's called. Or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. But they, we got we had troubles with them when I was at Suncoast in that, not me personally, but as a company, because people wanted us to carry their movies. I'm like, these aren't actually sanctioned by the copyright holders, so we cannot sell hmm. these films. And what Cleanflix was, if you don't know, is it was a, there's a bunch of different ways it was done. Oh, give that nice pour. <laughs> and this ribbon mic, ribbon mic is screwing me because you can hear it. Both sides, yeah. The But it was either people would take the movie and edit out the quote unquote, Unfamily-like segments, mm-hmm. swearing, sex, anything oh. like that. There's even a, um, and if you get the right, I don't know if they're still around. I'm sure they're not, but there used to be a DVD player you could get, and if you, it would be programmed with how to skip the right thing. So you could go to your regular store and buy a DVD off the shelf, but if you played it in this DVD player, it would skip all the naughty bits. <laughs> Actually, strange <laughs> shit, man. I strange. do know what it is. And I'll tell you why. Mm. This is going to totally give away a lot about me. <laughs> okay. But one of my favorite TV 
One of my favorite radio broadcasters is Michael Medved. Oh, sure. Local dude, Michael Medved. He would do ads for this service. Oh, yeah. He is very, very religious. Yeah. uh, But he's a film critic. I know. He did a show with Jeffrey Lyons for, I don't know, 10 years or so. Yeah. So I don't think he's against these movies, but he is in favor of families wanting to. But I really want to see Pulp Fiction. Exactly. No, you don't. That's I knew that that sounded sort of familiar because he would do that. He would be like, you know, and trust your family and be sure that that is just whack to me. It's like I'm 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 not I'm not religious per se, but and then I'm also not 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 everything goes either. <laughs> right. But I I don't like actually as in my old age I'm more of a libertarian. Mm. Where it's like government, just get out of my way. Mm. I mean, and not that saying go crazy, right? right sure. But if you want to call it art, movies, music, just this is what this is America for crying out loud. <laughs> it's you- like there. I, I just don't like the idea of someone saying you can't say something or you can't show something. Right. You can choose. To 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 consume it. Yeah, I just don't get it. Have you heard of or have you ever seen uh, Peter Jackson's Dead Alive or Brain yeah. Dead? That have you m- seen the rated version versus the unrated? Oh, maybe not. It's hilarious. Is not it? only is it like twenty minutes shorter, it's reshot because uh, at Suncoast I sold one to somebody. They ordered it and they ended up and he's like, "This movie's supposed to be really extreme. What is going on?" I looked up. Oh, this is the R-rated version get you the unrated so of course i gotta watch this and not only did they cut off 20 some odd minutes they did reaction shots it's like there's the one scene where the lady's in like a pantry i think in a kitchen and somebody's getting destroyed in the kitchen almost the entire thing is shots of her reacting to what's going on in the kitchen you don't see it and it's filled with that kind of stuff it's like god this is terrible i need to know this now because I did see it. I mean, I, one of my favorites, one of the things that sticks into my head is like, didn't someone like pick up a lawnmower? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a huge scene. Yes. <laughs> and then just start like there's this big grotesque puppet like people. There's a whole bunch of zombies and he yeah. takes a lawnmower to take him out. And then, yeah, then he comes bursting out later Man, on. I need, yeah. to, I need to see. I need to check this out, though, because I don't remember where I saw it. I saw it years ago, but I don't remember if it was unrated or if it was rated R. Would that scene have been in the oh, no. R-rated? I don't think it was. Oh, okay, so then I saw. I mean, like where he's rated. running, slipping on the blood. There's so much yeah. blood he can't even move. You but know it, what? And well, it's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember. So I'm not very knowledgeable when it comes to film, as you and your uh, cohort say. <laughs> <laughs> Love the movies. <laughs> I don't think I'm very smart at all. Well, or in, or in general. Um. But always a sign that you might be. (laughs) This is full. This is full self-awareness. Okay. (laughs) I'm a numbskull. I'm I'm a buffoon. Uh, But what I, you know, in what I really like about your show Mm -hmm. is that hearing three film school grads speak about film in three different ways what it has done is made me say to myself, hey, I kind of think of this movie in the same way you do. And I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. And I have to give myself <laughs> a little pat on the back. 
Nice. Because it, 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 it happens rarely, <laughs> but it still does happen. But, you know, even then just going back to the, you know, how you look at shorts is like there's it's if you just want something dumb, like static, that <laughs> is just plain in the background and you don't care. Right. There are those people. Yeah, sure. Like my parents didn't care anything about movies, nothing, but they always needed to have something on. Sure. Yeah. Um, But, you know, for people who enjoy movies and then want to have conversations about them. I find it really weird that a lot of people watch movies, but they don't want to talk about them in, in too much of a, in too much of a detail. Right. Yep. And since I'm a curmudgeon, (laughs) I usually end up just saying what I don't like about something. And I can pick that out pretty easy in the modern world. That's a lot easier. Yeah, I know, but I don't like that about myself. Yeah. I'm working hard on trying not to do that with, on strange hands just because i don't it's just the easiest thing to do yeah, right? yeah. it's human nature it's, it's the harder, easiest thing to do it's harder to talk about a movie you really liked especially yeah. when other people like a whole lot of people don't like it right but and then there's those it. movies where i want to love it's like i'm a sucker for big epics mm, okay all the matrix movies i okay. loved all three of them okay I own all of them. Yeah. I've seen them all 10, 15 times each. I wanted to at least like <laughs> uh, resurrection. Yeah. And, and we saw it. Laurie and I saw it. And I mean, I think I was enjoying, you know, seeing it, experiencing it. But then when it was over, I was like, man, that is, this is garbage. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense to me. It, it did it like it's I later on as I started really to analyze what had happened. Um, and these are one of the times where I gave myself a pat on the back because Kelly was reviewing the covenant. Okay. And I don't even know if I remember this, but again, this is how weird that I've <laughs> listened to all of your shows just about where he was talking about the covenant and about how there were, they didn't do they didn't do enough background. So they relied on talking. Oh yeah. And it just actors talking to each other, telling what was going. And that's all that, that's all that I could think of for resurrections was those two (laughs) scenes with Doogie Hauser, (laughs) right? Where Doogie Hauser was the bond villain Mm. and Neo was bond. And then him just telling them everything that had happened or what was going to happen. And I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I didn't like it. And I didn't like that they made Neo weak and f- feeble almost. Oh, wow. And <laughs> like that, see, when he first met Morpheus, like mm-hmm. he was almost in the fetal position, <laughs> confused out of his head. It's like, I don't want to see that. That's weird. No, I... I'm a little different with The Matrix. I love the first film. The first yeah. film is one of my favorite sci-fi movies, period. Yeah. Not a huge fan of the next two. Mm-hmm. So when the I saw the trailer for this one, I'm like, is this a joke? I mean, what? It was so bad. I'm going, I don't really care to watch. So I haven't watched it yet. You haven't? Now, and oh, everybody okay. I've talked to, and I, I'm not worried about spoilers, because everybody I've talked to doesn't like it. I have yet to... Sp- hear somebody that i mean i've seen some online people that you know you you know because yeah. they're friends or something right but uh followers but 
nobody that I've talked with films about or has liked it at all. So I'm like, eh. it's just not like the battles weren't good. Like I've, you know, nerdy me, the, the, when they wanted to make the city look vibrant, mm-hmm. like that looked beautiful. Like the color was, you know, and it was mostly shots of Doogie Hauser's office. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Like those, like the, that looked fantastic. Uh, but like, I didn't even like when it was supposed to be all matrix. Okay. Like the, the, the color in the first three, like that muted green. Oh yeah. They all looked good. Yeah. They, <laughs> like, I don't even like the way this looked. Hmm. It, I just didn't like it, but I remember chuckling to me like, Oh, that's cool at watching it. But as, as I was then starting to think about it and like what happened, it was like, there's no reason in my brain <laughs> for this to happen. And then for this to happen. And then, then I, then I started reading, then I started reading that Lana wanted to make it, but that, I forgot what her sister's name is. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, where her sister was like, nah, I'm just not going to make it. Yeah. So then in my brain, I'm thinking Lana pitched it and said, I'm going to make it this, and he's going to be 60 years later. And then the, the <laughs> sister was like, I'm out. This just, <laughs> it's like, I don't want to tell you that your script sucks, but I'm not going to be part of it at yeah. all. Yeah, there's a strong indication there. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. So, man, that's just a shame because Keanu's awesome. John oh, yeah. Wick. One, two, oh, and man. three. <laughs> One long movie. Oh, it's just beautiful. It's really great. I'm like a sucker waiting for part four. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. I love them all. Oh, yeah, they're great. I love them all. Um, all right. Well, I don't want to get too carried away here. Um, tell the people where they can find you. And actually, we were supposed to talk about yeah, Spanish. Spanish. Actually, when I said Spanish horror, what I actually should have said was Spanish suspense. Hmm. So, um, I wanted to ask. Yeah. All right. So you're in control now of when we end this. <laughs> okay. You, I'll, you. I'll just toss out right. I love Spanish horror films. I think they are doing some amazing stuff. You know what? Then I need to get a list from you because the only Spanish really good movies that I've seen, they're not horror. They're more suspense thrillers. Sure. Um, like one director was Oriol Paolo. He's a Spanish dude. He made The Invisible Guest and Mirage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you seen, have you heard of these? I've heard of them. I haven't seen them. Yeah, man, they are really oh, good. good. Nice. I mean, wonderfully acted. It looked great. The story kept you hooked from start to ending. Um, the Invisible Guest is kind of like... <laughs> The usual suspects, sort of. Ah, okay. It's usual suspect-ish. Um, that, but you'll never like it. it uh, you'll never for you think you figured it out, but you haven't figured it out. That's cool. I like those. And then the other one that he did was called Mirage, which is, and I know that you guys love time travel, especially when it's triggered by a lightning storm (laughs) (laughs) but it 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 works and then plus the just the spanish accent to me is really cool yeah i wish that i could do it have you seen uh you mentioned time travel ones you've seen time crimes i have that's freaking great laurie loves that movie too yeah that's a spanish 
it's okay. just it's it, it goes bonkers and then yeah. it keeps on going bonkers and then it gets more bonkers but it all works it it, 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 it makes sense yeah it's like my wife is we when we watch time travel movies we talk for half an hour about does it make sense or not yeah and then she points out stuff it's like it couldn't have made sense because this and that which things that i don't think about but then i'll bring up other stuff so time travel movies go through uh the ringer uh when <laughs> her and i when her and i watch nice yeah in the last couple of years uh <laughs> You can correct my pronunciation on this. As a listener of the show, you know what a bastard I am when it comes to pronouncing names correctly. But uh, Alex de la Iglesia yeah. is uh, become one of my favorite directors. Alex de la is it well, Alejandro de la Iglesias. No. <laughs> it's just listed as Alex for some is reason it? on his okay, name. Because he doesn't want to hear people say Alejandro. Probably. Alejandro. <laughs> oh, Judorowski? No, not that one. But uh, The Day of the Beast, 30 Coins amazing films i've seen i i heard you talk about him mm-hmm. and i went back and i did see day of the beast the priest <laughs> with the yeah. with the record store dude yep oh, yes yeah. yep yep i did see that and i just remember it was one of these it's like this is nuts yes it's getting more nuts yes where is this going oh my god yeah it goes huge <laughs> and I just never well, what uh, an, another um, habit that I'm starting to form by listening to the and actually let's tell people we haven't even strange eons radio is his podcast mm-hmm. and you're going to get your uh, to watch list is just going to grow and grow yeah. and you will not have a productive 2022 <laughs> if you watch everything because you're going to be in front of your TV. But what it's doing is saying, okay, if I like this movie, I'm probably going to like this director. And I know that sounds really dumb to say, but I never really thought about looking at the movie yeah. that I dug and then looking at the director and see what else he's and done. He has a very definitive style, strange, quirky humor, really dark at times. He's really, really interesting. Yeah. I like his stuff a so lot. So the um, uh, Perdita Durango, was that that other one? Uh, yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a messed up film. Man. That's on my wild. list to watch. And I saw the trailer for it, and you have Academy Award winner yeah, yeah. Javier Bordem. In I can't even describe what this hair dude's look, what this dude's hair <laughs> looks like. It's pretty bad. He has bangs, <laughs> yes, a mullet, <laughs> braids, bra- no, not braids. Yeah, but but shaved sides, mm-hmm. and he's banging Rosie Perez. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting film. Uh, powerfully, <laughs> let's see. I'm going to throw out a couple of the my favorite short films I've shown from Spain over the years. All right, uh, let's see. Smile by uh, Javier Chavanel Borja. <laughs> B-O-R-J-A. What is that one about? It's a group of a guy who's going to go meet his uh, girlfriend's family, and they show up, and the family's smiles are very very weird. Mm. And some v- horrible stuff happens to it. What year was this? Can this we see would this thing? Uh, twenty twenty. So probably if it's out yet. This real real one's real recent. Well, okay. I'm gonna pause you there for a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. and be rude. Yeah. When shorts are successful, mm-hmm. 
Do, does okay let me you know every small business wants to be a medium-sized business every medium-sized business sure. wants to be a big business does every short want to be a feature no no there are the a lot of shorts are this is just what we're going to show okay sometimes they might develop into a feature but most aren't actually surprisingly enough most are not uh, i was listening to an interview with the dude who did lights out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't yeah. remember what his name is but yeah, that lights, started as a really good short. Yeah, that started out as, and actually, I was listening to him on um, Mick Garris's podcast. Mm, okay, yeah, and I really liked that show that he did because it 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 uh, was very clear. He was very clear in describing the differences between making your own movie and making a studio movie. Oh, sure. So he was <laughs> he was talking about how when I made my movie. If I wanted the camera to move to the left, I would just get it and then move it to the left. Right. But you can't do that in a studio movie. Nope. And you cannot touch the camera unless you're the camera op. Yeah. And it's like I would just get yelled at by these union guys. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So that's super interesting. All right. What's this other one? I'll pop out a couple more here. Uh, There's one called Rip by Albert Pinotto and Calle Casas. Rip? Yeah, R.I.P. And the story is there's a guy who's died. And his wife is excited to put on the best funeral he can. Unfortunately, the funeral gets messed up because he's actually still alive. And she gets pissed at him and basically tries to kill him for the whole short. And it just never works. Like she pours oil on him. I don't remember all the shit. She she does a lot of stuff. Frying pan, stabs him. And then he's still. Yeah, that one was funny. Yep. That one was really good. I remember that one. Uh, Let's see. And that's called a rip. Yeah. Just like, all right. Like. Rest in peace. Um, See, I'm not too bright. A film that I, th- this is a feature called Framed by Mark Martinez Jordan is incredibly weird, violent movie about a bunch of people that uh, break into a house and just start doing shit to violent stuff to people there so they can broadcast it and get likes and views. I think it's on Amazon right now. And, and what is this one? Framed. Framed. It's going on the list. There you go. And of course, you know, if, uh, let's see. I don't, <laughs> man, I put a lot down here. Uh, <laughs> like I didn't want to give you notes because I knew you were going to prepare. But then I know myself. <laughs> and I know that we probably weren't going to get to everything because. And if if you're uh, she's now becoming a fairly successful director, uh, Gigi Salguerrero. Yeah. Uh, she has some amazing short films. Oh, yeah. There you go. Her uh, Grinch. Uh, but she El, sent that to me. El Gigante was a uh, best short winner. That in was good. 2015. Don't talk to me about bingo hell, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Marta de Dios, Mother of God. Yeah. It was a short she did in 2016. That's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. And their her short films are incredible. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I mean, I do know that Kelly's a big fan. So shout out there. Yeah. She's done some amazing shorts. Yeah. Just she, incredible was uh, actually um, on Twitter. She was really responsive. And mm-hmm. one of the questions that I asked her and her producer friend, I don't remember what his name is. Yeah, I don't remember, but um, he's a pretty cool guy. Was too. I said, you know what? I said, I want to make these short films, but when I see the credits that run oh. after a short film, <laughs> yeah. it was like, there's just no way. <laughs> she it was shoots like, on a high level. <laughs> so then, I don't know, they they gave me three tweets worth of just do it anyway which fine <laughs> right that's, that's what it's for that's right. yep. but 
the I mean that's where we were going to before. It's like you need you need people that at least are hobbyists in multiple different technical aspects. You know, someone who knows a camera, someone who knows editing, someone who knows sound, someone who knows lighting, someone who is a good helper, a good assistant. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. First couple shorts I shot. So what are you missing? What am I missing? Yeah, for your short. I'm breaking it down. Actually, I probably break it down here in the next couple of days. I printed it out and reading through it. Need to break it down. Got to figure it out. I need, uh, we're definitely going to want a good camera. Op. You know, I tried camera up for a while and I can do fine, but I'm not great. <laughs> and I can. Like, what do you look? It was like camera operator. Like, are you looking for like steady cam? Uh, don't know yet. Got to break down and see exactly what we want to shoot and stuff. So that's, there's a lot of people I can pull See, from. Even, okay, that to me is like that means so much stuff. It's like, are you are you are you doing follow focus? Are you doing set shots? Are you doing? Yeah. So you got to break down the script. Then you got to uh, storyboard the script. You got to figure out what you want to do, and also realize that that storyboard will change once you you're on set. Shots? Well, not for one inside an apartment. Unless, you know, unless I guess you could, well, maybe, I don't know. You need an establishing shot. <laughs> yeah, I only have a, I mean, it's good. Yeah, well, there's always potential for who knows what can be used. Mm. Um, but uh, I am an FAA certified drone operator. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. <laughs> I come up with something, some drone shot that can be done inside a, a room. That's how I can sell my <laughs> drone shots. Um, which is wanting, uh, I'm like this close to actually taking flying lessons. Oh, to learn to pilot. Yeah. Mm, nice. What did I say? Well, you went from drone to taking lessons. Yeah. So. To taking pilot <laughs> lessons. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, then I told Lori, are you really going to get into playing with me? <laughs> <laughs> no. So that's, yeah, that I need to get in somehow. If it's just to annoy well, there's always people on set that, you know, just you have to do people to do stuff. I'll hold up a sign that says Eric is the best. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Like we need a punch in the arm. All right. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be that person that's on the football team that just when you're done with the play, when you're done with the with, with the take, I'll just go up and squirt Gatorade in mm. your mouth. <laughs> Okay, I, I think we've hit a point here. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be in. What was it? The hump faster. <laughs> I should send that to you. I have it somewhere. It's only three paragraphs. I mean, it was only going to be like a five-minute scene. <laughs> and you know what? If I had actually done it, I know for sure I could have gotten in. That is how uh, delusional I am. Or I think if I actually do something, it will get submitted. The Seattle Erotic Art Festival made it that way, though. Because that year, they told me that there were like 10,000 photography entries. Nice. And they picked... I mean, mine had a little stupid dopey catch to it and like niche to it. That's important. 
but I would have, I could have, I would have made it work. Um, <laughs> thing, but ultimately, Lori would have frowned on me shooting. But everyone's done porn. <laughs> everyone's what? John Hamm worked in porn. <laughs> that Soderbergh dude did porn. All right, we're done. <laughs> that sure sounds like it. <laughs> Eric, tell um, the listeners where they can find you, what you do the most, and what you want them to do. Strange Eons Radio, you know, just like all the podcasts. It's Man. everywhere. Wherever you want to subscribe. I bought a pair us. of underpants today. There you go. Go to Etsy, search for Strange Eons Radio, because you got to do like a whole thing. But... Uh, and listen to us, and then you know if you if you hate us, give us a five star rating. If you love us, give us a five star rating. That's right. <laughs> but uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, just tell people. We want you know we want to help you find some damn good movies, man. And that is, yeah, you 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 need to listen to this. Um, I've tried to promote. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a big poster. <laughs> yeah. Are you a big poster on? No, that's a problem. Yeah, I need to. I mean, I'm I I do stuff so much for the other brands that when it comes to my stuff, it's basically just posting a picture of me and my drink. Like <laughs> I was just go. on vacation for a week, and mm-hmm. all you saw was the view of me sitting from our rooftop deck and then drinking. Well, you know, you go to the Strange Eons Instagram page, and the entire thing is just our promo images from whatever show we're doing. <laughs> but it's great though because it shows you it shows you yeah. what's what to look for. It yeah. works right. And then, um, uh, what else are you going to pitch? Can you do, do you pitch Crypticon? Oh, Crypticon Seattle's happening. What is it? Uh, May this year, if all goes well. Yeah. Last year we did it in person and I'm Man, hoping Joe if Bob we, was there last year. Yeah, so he was great. If we do it in person again, I hope we bring back the, um, the temperature thing they use that made you look like a predator, <laughs> like predator John from the movie predator. I mean, that makes taking your temperature fun, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know what, as far as that goes. But the plan is we're going full oh, bore. Oh, three I days. know how I can be involved in this now. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I can make the the previews. The the little short, the little short videos that Crypticon posts. Even oh. afterwards. <laughs> I could do that. Do you know who does that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. Yep. <laughs> it's a... Is been it doing you? it a long time, no. <laughs> been doing it a long time. Is it your wife? No. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> See? Okay. Uh, what else? What else you got? What, where, where else do you want them to go? Yeah, definitely go to the uh, Strange Eons Radio. Buy them a pizza. There you right? go. Yeah. Buy it's them tr- a pizza. They deserve it. Check out our short, Strange Eon TV. Soon One of now. their members was literally on his deathbed. But they still did a show this week. <laughs> yeah, you can see our shows for a little while on Zoom again, which is weird. He had an IV in his arm. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, you got to You got to see it. You won't believe it. He like the palest person you've ever seen in your whole life. <laughs> All right. That was my nod. Kelly, if you're listening, there you go. <laughs> yeah, in case you hadn't cracked that code, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say... Your old, turn, Vanessa. <laughs> old, almost dead dude. 
thank you everyone for listening. And again, this show is just about, man, I just find film. I, I find short. I love short films. I should film. See, I'm living. <laughs> I was going to say his douchiness is rubbing off on me, but his, <laughs> I'll say his passion for film is rubbing off on me. I love movies. Uh, I love short movies. I probably have seen a, many, many, many more short movies uh, than I have real movies just because I watch that. Um, um, uh, but just check it out. And then again, when you're watching this stuff, you're watching someone who loves something yeah. pour their heart out to it. Oh yeah, and it, I mean th- that appreciation factor is just uh, you, you definitely needs to be taken into account. So thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow Eric. Everything he's doing, oh, I just I'm so fascinated by it all. <laughs> I love it all. And then uh, uh, Eric, thank you for this DVD of the short you made called "The Thing on the Doorstep." Sorry about that, Kelly. <laughs> Wait, is it a bag? On fire. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, you know what? Do we have time for two seconds? So yeah, sure. your memorabilia, do you, are you a, I need to get it type of memorabilia or do you like memorabilia to be given to you? Are you okay with it? Cause I'm picky about my memorabilia, like signatures. I'm not going to buy a signature. I'm going to meet the person oh, that right. gives me a yeah. signature. Yeah. yeah, that's generally how or, I work Like too. if I buy art, I would prefer to meet the artist who mm-hmm. did it or like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. How are you with this type of stuff? Uh, generally that way. There's been some neat stuff people have given me over the years. It's really cool. But, um, you know, anymore, it always seems like, well, I've got so much stuff. i got to get rid of more stuff. But Well, I, I, I inquired what one of your favorite things were, and it's the Mariners. Yeah, Mariners. You, you dig the Mariners? Crack, yeah. So you won't hurt my feelings at all if this is a secondhand memorabilia thing and you would prefer to get it to yourself, but I have that there for you. The baseball? Yeah. That's a fall ball that I got from a game. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. So if you <laughs> if you dig it, I mean, you don't have to dig it, and you won't hurt my feelings, but it is a, it is a, a, it is a ball from the Mariners. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to. Yeah, but who hit it? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. That's very cool. Thank you. <laughs> I like baseballs. Don't feel, <laughs> don't feel obligated at all. You will not hurt my feelings. Um, but thank you for your time. I super appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to check out the sponsors, Rancho Bravo, and then me. The links will all be there, and then we will. Uh, well, I will have a show soon, I think. I'm waiting for people to confirm. So if I've reached out to you, check your Instagram, check your Facebook, check your email, check your text messages, because there's probably a message from me in there saying, hey, let's confirm. Do you want to make this show? All right. Uh, adios. <laughs> <laughs>